Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. I mean, what the hell is going on? It's the morning after. KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. I'm Action Jackson. Seated to my right, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, new grandfather. Congratulations to the entire well, Vaughn family, you. John Vaughn and his lovely wife. Uh, it's awesome to hear. Uh, the Plowhawk is sitting across from me. Fingers Plowhawk, Doug, when he gets those editing fingers right. out. Gosh, he can play the he can play the soundboard. Over there. In my stead, in my booth, it's KG in O-Town, who's kind enough to come on in and help us out today. We always appreciate it. And Ken Strode is not here, but he's dealing with uh, Hubbard Financials, getting some budgets ready to go for 2024. I think he's trying to get me on full time. Yep, yep, yep. Ironing out some vacation details, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, But he'll be here shortly. Plowhawk, I sent you something. I forwarded you an email. I'm going to tell you now. I'm not expecting the audio at this very moment. But I completely forgot we were talking about something in the break that reminded me that Chris Raby... Yesterday, they sent me an audio postcard, a new audio postcard uh, that has to deal with when uh, Plowboy dropped 25 points on Sean Livingston. I think, let me... So, I want to play that, but I, I just forwarded it to you, which is not the most optimal way of doing audio. I completely forgot about it this morning, so that's on I me. I have it on the... So plenty of time. You don't need to Windows do it. The Windows Media Player. Um, Looks like it's ready to go. In the meantime, bef- no. so that you can get that fully set up, Doug and I will tell you about our beautiful hair. I'm, of course, wearing a little TMA mm. beanie right now uh, because you know, I just woke up with that bad hair day. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a night shower. I'm a, I'm a guy who takes a night shower. I don't, Why do you do that? I don't like to get into bed dirty. I like to get into bed 
so fresh and so clean. I do like a morning shower because it wakes you up. Yeah. But this morning I just uh, I showered last night before bed and I woke up a little later today and so I was like ah. sometimes I'll like just like run water over my head so my hair looks good but I was like yeah I'm just gonna toss a beanie on today so but mm. if you could see my hair you would know that it is making can some we see a little of it see what the You're beanie not, has done to it no it's gonna look so bad I don't want to do that just a little peek that's not wow wispy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got not, locks of gold in here. Town. We have yeah, locks of gold. Building. Put that on the old hat real quick. But, uh, yeah, at St. Louis Hair Restoration, they have hooked Doug and I up in a major, major way, and they can help you out in a major way as well. I went in there. They said, you know what? This is kind of what a 25-year-old with really light-colored hair. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of hair loss that they'll experience. We've had the best you, the best uh, treatment finasteride, super easy. It's just a generic form of propecia. You can get it pretty much anywhere. And you take that. And that really helps out with keeping what you got in a good place. And then this laser cap that I wear six minutes a night, super easy to do. And that helps with the regrowth, gets that blood flow into the head, mm-hmm. helps with the regrowth of hair. And that working in unison has really helped out my hair situation. Now for mm-hmm. Doug, the FUE procedure, I, every time I come into the studio, it's like your hairline drops another. I see old pictures of you and that you are not the same person. It makes a big difference. Yeah, you look outstanding. I think man. you'd be amazed and, and maybe even stunned at the difference. Uh, you'd be gobsmacked at the difference. That it makes. So if it's something that's bothered you, always bothered you, do something about it. I mean, you only live once, and if you don't like your hair ever, you're never really going to be happy with your appearance. And there's somewhere right here in St. Louis that can take care of that. That is St. Louis Hair Restoration. They've got all kinds of options, regardless of what kind of hair loss that you might have, whatever your situation is. Dr. Palinga and the, the founder, Greg Kreiling, will have something to help you and help you in a big way. They're patients of their own product, which says a lot. And uh, truly, I would say if, if you're always upset by your hair and if it's worrying you, you've got to do something about it. And they, these people work miracles for a lot for of real. people. If you go to their website, stlouishairrestoration.com, look at some of the before and after pictures. You'll just be blown away by what they can do for you. So check it out. You might as well call and, and get a consultation and, and see what they can do for you because I think you'll be very happy that you did. The website again, stlouishairrestoration.com. That's St. Louis Hair Restoration, Plowhawk, uh, do we have the audio post? I posted? do. I was able to download it. All right. Awesome. So, and Ox is on everything, baby. We're ready to roll. All right. Love to hear it. This is a new audio postcard from Chris Raby. Mm. I believe it's called uh, When Darren Slade Goliath, uh, dis- regarding three-time champion, now four-time as an executive, yeah. Sean Livingston, who you dropped 25 points on yep. low so many years ago. Oh, man. Surely you've heard of the rule of three. At its core, at its most innocent, it's a way to group together the functions of a story. Narrative, events, characters. But look a bit further. You might find that often bad things also come in threes. It took nearly two centuries, but the city of Canton, Illinois, has seen such a triumvirate. It wasn't until early Wednesday morning, after the initial shock began (laughs) to wear off, that the extent of the devastation was brought into perspective. From the air, a wide swath of destruction was clearly visible. Three storms. Three separate storms. If you were around the Canton area, July 23, 1975. Each violent in their own way. Late that afternoon, we had a tornado. Two of those storms brought the region to its knees. It was hot, it was muggy, and the storm hit in Canton at about two minutes after six o'clock. The third storm, well... It almost single-handedly toppled perhaps the greatest high school athlete the state of Illinois has ever or will ever see. 
This is a story about that third storm. Welcome to 30 for 30. I scored 25 points against uh, Sean Livingston. (laughs) (laughs) So calm. Welcome to Darren and Goliath. (laughs) It was amazing. Yeah, it's something I will never, ever forget. It would almost be boring to list the accomplishments of Sean Livingston in his Illinois high school basketball career. It would not be overstating it to say that perhaps the greatest athlete in, nay, but the state of Illinois, if not the entire United States in the early 2000s. A common refrain as you sauntered into a gym was to hear someone say, it's almost as if God created the game of basketball for Sean Livingston. In consecutive years, 1999 and 2000, before he would enter high school, Livingston captained the Peoria Concordia Cougars to Lutheran Sports Association titles, the most prestigious grade school competition conglomerate in the state of Illinois. They'll have the basketball. They'll just have to put the ball in play. It's over. It's over. 59, 54, Concordia. Each year, Livingston was named the tournament's most outstanding player, and his team never lost a game. In fact, they never trailed. So it's understandable that one might furrow their brow when hearing (laughs) that a boy three years his junior would be the one they called Giant Slayer. Three-year age difference. So I think I was 10 and he was 13. I was right before he went to the big (laughs) age. He was covering an NBA player three years older than you. (laughs) The details come and go, as Darren Atkins recounts that day. That was a three-year age gap because you you couldn't find enough competition in that area. You had to kind of spread out the ages a little bit more. But like any epic passed down from generation to generation, the words somehow become more vibrant. I dropped 25 on that night. Everybody remembered where they were. Almost more implausible and unbelievable. Played, uh, I think, a 1-3-1 zone. I was up at the top of the key. In fact, downright f***ing crazy. <laughs> I put 25 on Livingston. Atkins digs in and insists on some wildly impractical and seemingly unnecessary aspects of the story. You were hot that night. You were feeling hot. Oh, I was on fire. Yeah. I'm deep. These were long shots. These weren't layups or anything. Hell no. I was just a corner shooter. Oh, that's the toughest shot there on the on the floor, the corner. A bunch of layups, or were you red hot from outside? Oh, I, I mainly shot uh, corner threes. Okay. Corner threes. Yeah. Kind of. And how? At what age? I think I was eleven or twelve, something like and that. And you're hitting oh. a bunch of corner three pointers. Three pointers, swish. Here come the farmers. Here come the plowboys. Livingston after the game gave you a fist pound and said. I guess we'll do this in the NBA someday. (laughs) Onlookers were yelling, that's not Sean Livingston. What are you talking about? He's literally three years older than you and one of the best players in the entire country. (laughs) Not that athletic, not that big. Did the Canton Times Picayune get a picture of Plowsy and Livingston's jersey swap? This has been 30 for 30. On that night, everybody remembered where they were. This is when Darren beat Goliath. I like the music. Touching. I like oh, the old yeah. school yeah, 30 news for 30. Yeah. from like the tornadoes the, of Kansas past. And everything was destructed. Yeah, man. Oh, I've seen the video. I felt like video was was going along with that. He was very. He's very good at the mm-hmm. the intros to those with the the yeah. emotional music. And he finds that. everything too. Must do a little digging. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. Like I don't remember that segment. 
Had to be the athletic. I don't remember saying people remember tour. where they were at that well, night. And they knew how good you were because, I mean, what were you back then, about 5'2"? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you my stats. But, 10 yeah. years? Yeah. But Six at that time, I'm the normal. Yeah, but your normal size <laughs> at that time for a 10, like, it, it's not like I was, you know, small my entire life. But just people eventually start to grow and you, you don't. But, like, at 10 or 11, you're kind of in the same size factor. Livingston ever recover from the gobsmacking you delivered? Well, he won three titles as a player and so, one yes, as an executive, so I think yeah. he went just fine. Was he a top five pick out of high school? Sixth. Mm, yeah, he was going to go to Duke, but he uh, no, he was a fourth. He was fourth overall to the Clippers. Uh, regard. I mean, so wait, he was really three years older than you, and you're playing against him. So this wasn't. It's not a. This isn't just summer league ball. So Got like. Got it. There is, like, a Peoria, because Peoria had a private high schools and public high schools, somewhere to here. Canton just obviously had one high school. So it would be just, like, in the area tournaments, not where Travendor, Orlando, yeah. taking a bunch of farm boys. Mm-hmm. But you play a lot of people way before high school that are, you know, from Peoria, from that Richwoods area. Well, if you weigh 115 now as a 30-year-old grown man, what'd you weigh back when you were 10 years old? real. <laughs> Uh, I, honestly, I don't know what the stat. I, I don't 20, know 25 I, pounds. Something like that. I, no, I'm not. I, no, that's like it's an like, infant baby. Yeah, the basketball. Like a coyote. Weight. The basketball. You had. You had to probably. You have to chuck it up with two hands. It's a little. It's a little like I. So I had like a side shooter for like a while because yeah. when you're that size, oh, like yeah. like it's hard you to, to hurl like it. The, yeah. yeah, slingshot motion. Yeah. I think that's what it would call the slingshot yeah, was, motion mm-hmm. or the sideways motion. Yeah. I was playing grade school. I was throwing underhanded for my free throws. I couldn't get it up there. You and Rick Barry. I did it because I couldn't. Will I wasn't strong enough to get it up there, so I had a. Mm-hmm. The best way to shoot free throws is the underhand granny shot. A lot of them used to do it. They used to. Like yeah. NBA players. Jackie Moon. Shoot it like a real man mm-hmm. and, and shoot it with, with proper form. Please. I think I'm with you, though. I don't know if I could just. No, you can't do it. Granny can't be up style. There granny style. Walk off the court with any sort no. of pride left on me. Yeah. Come on, you could shoot a 15-foot jumper. Are you but, sure there's no video from that game? Your parents didn't shoot an old. These are like summer league games, just for like fun. But you were just like I said, it wasn't AYBT, it wasn't AAU, none of that. They it was just such a historic moment that we would like to. I don't see. even know if AAU was even prevalent. Like AYBT was the what like summer league travel basketball was called. I don't know if AAU bought that out or it was called AYB. So Livingston wasn't traveling; he's just playing on a summer. Fun game. Sure, he did eventually, but like I said, we're kids at the time. They're, they didn't rate seventh graders. They do now. They, yeah. they, they have guys that are like four stars that are in the 2028 20, client. That no. was not a thing 15, 20 years ago. It's right. just not a thing. Right. Uh, so, like, they would get, like, when he was 15 or 14, then he did the AAU with like the Peoria Heat. I think it was their AAU team. And then obviously, you're surrounded by Chicago talent. Yeah. Like, I mean, you just, it's the Pat best Bev. in the state. But you delivered him a beatdown that served him a heaping portion of humble oh, pie. Oh, and by the way, Daniel Ruffin was on that court. Four-year Bradley starter. Won a couple state titles with Peoria with Sean Livingston. He was on he the was same a, team? He was a fantastic player. So well, they played two the, players that you were lighting. Well, they were from the same area, and they played on the same team for their entire lives. Like, traveling, middle school, high school. They were good. You were knocking them down from the corner? Yeah. Don't forget best about... Shot to, best place to do it from. Yeah, don't forget about... Matt Roth, who went to University of Indiana, I think was a two-year starter. He was at in our conference from Washington University. There were there were some studs. De'Aaron Williams went to Wisconsin. He was from Limestone. He played that year. 
And you took the measure Brian of all Ra of them. Brian Randall, Peoria, Notre Dame, a year before my high school started. He, no, I didn't play anything. I'm saying Illinois high school basketball is the best in the country. Oh, it's not wow. Even, it's not even close to me That's that Illinois take. had the best talent in basketball. That's a big old take. And when I was in school, I mean, John Shire, Derek Rose. Pat Bev scoring 37 at Marshall. Yeah, Jermaine Richmond. I mean, you had, obviously, Jabari Parker. They had everybody, man. And, and that was for so you to fun to go pretty out. much dominate at the 10-year-old level says quite a bit. We didn't dominate. We lost by, like, 28, 30. Oh. You well, heard that clip. They never, like, they they were dominant. You might want to get out of that 1-3-1. One, one. <laughs> oh, you couldn't. Just no. I mean, yeah, teams like playing, that have yeah. such an advantage if you have any sort of athletic ability. Uh, it takes one player. So Cam was kind of behind the times because AAU basketball started like 40 years ago. Yeah, I know we didn't hear. We just did uh, any traveling basketball we did was you know it was local. So it was every everybody from Canton. There were two teams, an A and a B team, and we did. And the most you travel was was like Southern and Northern Illinois. And these were far Iowa maybe on occasion. And so it wasn't a. It was it was not the AAU circuit, but. I think for the lesser players who just wanted to have traveling basketball. How many of them had to bail hay and slop the hogs before the first tip-off? There's only a couple farmers, I would say. We were, you know, most of them lived in town. Dad you know, was an insurance counties. guy. Yeah. You know, Mom city, was city a folk. hospital representative. Yeah. Like Johnny Appleseed's out there. Yeah, it's not the 1920, Doug. We're not, we're not showing up in a horse and carriage. Well, you never know. Court. Those kids play, too. But if you look at Alice Ingersoll Gym... Because our high school gym was separate from where our high school was. That was one of the f best high school gyms I've ever been to, where we played at. It was so fun. It's, like, historic. It's not on campus. You know, yeah. it's really cool. Like your own little arena. Like yeah. your own separate arena. Mm -hmm. Jackson was using granny-style shot at his rec league the other night. He squatted so low you could see the shiny plug peeking out of his balloon nut. That's no. from Mr. Siders. <laughs> Never would shoot like granny-style. Wait, huggers? I would never shoot. I think they should style. bring those back. What is Granny style? That's the underhand. That's underhand, Rick Barry. like oh. free throw. I don't know if it's more accurate though. It's to not, me, I would not. never be able to make that as opposed to a normal free throw. No. It's, it's shoot. Yes. I think it's probably a softer shot because the ball's kind of going up as opposed to coming down yeah. with force. I don't you always shoot on the way up. Do not understand the peach basket aspect. I realize with <laughs> that the That was game, what they had, bro. Like no, but I'm saying, why didn't they open up the bottom? They I never understood did. why, like... Well, I think they did. Eventually, but they used to climb up in the ladder and I pull meant the, the ball out of the I the first time you made a shot mm -hmm. and you're getting out a ladder to get the ball out of... That's when you realize, okay, let's open this up. And let's for just a while, have a drop through. For a while, it was, it was legal to sit in the balcony above that with, like, an umbrella and swat the balls Stop. away. Is it really? Yeah, that's what I read at some point. It's like a Three Stooges bit. Yeah, you could play defense up there and swat the ball away. Jackson, can I ask you a dumb basketball question? I always will take any basketball question, dumb or smart. Are you allowed to jump on a free throw? Yes. Okay. That is, kids you mean as you shoot? Yeah. You can't or are you just sitting the there line. waiting for the rebound? You can't, a, no, no, no. Like, can you shoot a jump shot as a free throw? Yes. As long as you as long as you don't land in front of the free throw line. Now, there, there's been... Taught, like I remember growing up that I was told you can't jump, but I've, I, I at least, and maybe it's different in the NBA or something, but from my experience, you can. Just no way yeah. it does because it's, you're now adding a huge variable in, sure. which is jumping. A 15-foot set shot is quite easy. I think I've actually seen people take jump shots there. Yeah. Not many. You, but just, can't, you just can't land in front of the free throw. Now, is it legal as you're sitting there waiting for the rebound? 
to jump, or is it just bad sportsmanship to do it? Uh, you cannot. That would be a lane violation, but uh, you can move on the release. Once the person releases the shot, you can then do whatever you want. Well, I know you can go inside the lane at that point, but can if you're if you're in your spot where you have to be, can you move around and no. jump around? No. You can cannot. you? Sh- that is that would be a, that would be a violation. I think that would add some color to the game, it though. Would. If you could. There's guys who like clap and stuff. I've been I've seen guys get called on stuff like that <clears> where you get an extra free throw because you did yeah. dumb crap like that. If you felt more comfortable a foot back, can you shoot it further behind oh, the line? Oh, sure. You can shoot yeah. as long as you are behind the free throw line. You can shoot. Like you can do it from the elbow if you want. I've just, I, have, I have seen that where guys are better elbow shooters and yeah. they shoot from the elbow. When, there was a time when Will Chamberlain would get hacked all the time and couldn't make a free throw because he had a horrible outside shooter. He'd stand at the very back of the circle. Yeah. And, and when he started shooting overhand and fire these line drives up to the hoop. And I was always confused. Shaq was the same way, couldn't hit a free throw. Shaq, Shaq, How yeah. guys who have been playing basketball probably since they were four or five years old, almost every day of their life, still can't have normal form and kind of a soft jump shot. You I know. never get, you've got all this athletic ability. You play all the time and you never develop anything like a shot. Big guys are used to dunking the ball or laying it up that they got. But that's not, that's shoot. not all that they do. Yeah, and nowadays we've proven that big guys can't shoot. Some of the bigger mm-hmm. guys in the league are some of the best shooters in the league. Well, they yeah. work on it. Probably Shaq probably never worked on shooting. He's so big. He was just under the basket. Getting the thing and laying it up. Yeah. There. Game saw, was a touch different back then. Too. I saw Mad Dog put Moses Malone over Shaq in the best centers, and it was out of his mind. It was one of the most embarrassing. That's when, yeah, when he does his, his best. Mad Dog, I love him, but when he did his best QB tight end tandem, mm-hmm. there's nothing more embarrassing and sort of sports hot take than that. Oh, it's like Bart Starr. Yeah, he had Bart Starr and, like, Kramer, who's fine, but, like, they have had, like, 16 career touchdowns. Like, Kelsey and Mahomes do that and like— Well, they used to run the ball all the time. I get it, but you can't, you can't possibly—I know you can't judge eras with football because it's completely different now. Yeah. Even but the running backs Bart had great— Bart Starr and Kramer were, one, like, one of the best tight end QB duos. The running backs back then used to have good names, like John Henry Johnson and Dick Bass. Paul Ronnie Green. Bull. <laughs> Joe Don Looney. They sounded like running backs. Speaking of Shaq, just for a moment, I was watching, and I talked to Tim about this a month or two ago, and I've asked a couple of my buddies if they think it's true. Shaq claimed, he was on Tom Brady's podcast a little, like, a couple months ago, and he claims in that third championship of the Lakers, that would be 2002, that he weighed 415 pounds. So that had been, like, his, his prime. Mm-hmm. 415 pounds. That's literally three and a half me's. I'm not yeah. kidding. I'm his one of his legs. Four hundred and fifteen pounds. I I don't know. I don't know if you could move like he <laughs> did at four. If you weighed yeah. four hundred and fifteen pounds. Well, you couldn't move with our muscles and our bone structure. But if if everything about you was that big and strong. There's a fifteen year old right now from Desoto, Texas. That's six eight, three fifty five or three sixty. He's fifteen years old. Mm. He looked like he's blocking a 6'2", 280-pound guy, mm. and it looks like a five-year-old. Yeah, there's a guy, I don't know if he was with Alabama. Or... He's close to 400, maybe 4'10". And he's standing on the line next to a running back, and this running back looked like a midget. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy, and he guys had, his good. shirt didn't fit. He had flab hanging everywhere. And they show him running to make a tackle, and this stuff just flying everywhere. Oh. God. When basketball nowadays, if you got a really tall kid that you think has a chance to make it, a lot of times in youth basketball, the, he'll be the one handling the ball. Because this is the guy that's got a chance to make it. And even though 
we'd like to just set him under the basket to get rebound after rebound. We know that if he's going to climb the ladder, he's going to have to be able to handle the ball. That's why the Euro game, why you're seeing so many great European players come over here and be successful is because the way they teach the game over there is I don't care how tall you are, how short you are, you practice ball handling, shooting like Mm. everyone else. And that's why some of these guys from Europe come over here and they're just as good as shooters as point guards, just as good as ball handlers. And now the American game is catching up to that because when I was a kid, if you were a big guy, all you did was work on big man moves. Right, it was more of a half-court game. But what happens when you, you know, don't grow anymore after the eighth grade? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, now I have Mm -hmm. no skills for guard skills. Uh, A little bit of breaking Mizzou news. Miami linebacker Corey Flagg Jr. is headed to the University of Missouri uh, with linebackers Chad Bailey and Tyron Hopper both expected to leave after the season. They were in the market for him, and Miami, Florida transfer Corey Flagg just announced that he'll finish his career at Mizzou. So there you go. His brother's coming, too. His brother's coming as well? Yeah. Nice. More Preferred walk-on. More portal guys? Uh, yes, yes. This is a transfer portal. So yeah, he is uh, he is coming to Missouri. There it is. That's a, add another one. And how good a player is this guy? Uh, KG, I don't know if you've seen more on him. I'm no, just I'll be honest. Power I don't know Zoo. anything about him. Yeah. Uh, he's had 179 tackles, 24 and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, and a forced fumble and interception in his four years with Miami. So, I'll tell you what. I expect, playing time. I expect a playoff appearance next year. I, I was asking Tim that, uh, the other day, saying, is it CFP or bust for Missouri next year? I really year? think so. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, he, I, I, as much as I am gung-ho on that as well, KG, uh, Tim got, brought up a good point where it's like, we just don't know what Auburn's going to look sure. like next year. We don't know what Bama, what, uh, you know, Oklahoma. This time, yeah. we just this time don't last year, you had no idea that Mizzou was going to be like this. Right. If, like, if, it was their, if we're playing the schedule in 2024 based on 2023, then I would agree. 11-1 and one or 10-2 mm-hmm. and two again would be uh, what you'd strive for, but we just don't know what these teams we look like. We were three or four games into this season, and we didn't think Mizzou was going to be anything special. Yeah. After that Middle Tennessee game. Yeah, and the one they opened against South Dakota, and that was just kind of so-so performance. Well, you got to figure with the recruiting they're doing, the people are signing out of the portal, and like Jackson said, we don't know what the other, other teams are going to do. But if you just go by, let's say you go into next year like you did this year, they got to be one of the top 12 teams in the country, I think. Be that'll, right up there. That'll get you yeah, in. Probably so. They'll be ranked uh, when the season starts this time, or I'm sorry, in August of next year. But you're doing a lot in the portal, man. Uh, you got to use that equity when you get there. You got to you gotta press while the iron is hot, and that is what uh, the Missouri Tigers are doing. You, you think doing. their success comes from Drinkwitz being able to drive that semi-truck? <laughs> Dump truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. You drive that in the right areas. Woo-dum. Jackson, if you had to bet, is Weiss going to be back or not? Nah? I think so. I think so, too. I think... He didn't mean to leak that out on Luther's IG, but I think that's where his heart is. I just think he had a really good year with just very little, you know, as a transfer. That's not like you're getting a ton of time to get used to a system or a quarterback. I think with another year like that, he has the ability to play in the NFL, and I think showcasing that for possibly a really good team in the SEC would be very beneficial to his future in football. Agreed. So, yeah, I think I think, uh, I think that that would be the case. I, Chris Abrams, Drain, and Ennis Rakestraw, I would be surprised if they both – Came back, but one of them maybe. I don't know. Chris Abrams drained. Neither of them declared. So where would does Weiss know where he'd go in the draft? Has anybody told him where he'd go in the draft? I have no out? idea. I haven't heard anything. I have no idea. The mock drafts are only usually the first couple of rounds, and he's certainly not in any of those. But does Schrader show up in any mock drafts? I can't imagine. He signs me as a big time undrafted free agent. Yeah, like a guy you'd sign 
practice squad. What do you maybe. have to do as a running back to get drafted? Then? Be taller. Taller and faster. A lot of them in the NFL aren't tall. But they're fast. Like, really fast. They are fast, but, I mean, he's quick. He's quick, but he doesn't have that breakaway speed. That's the thing on him. How, many, how many running backs you see going 70 yards for touchdowns nowadays? Yeah. Does it ever happen? Uh, another great equalizer is the ability to ca- uh, catch, you know, pass catching. Like Christian McCaffrey is not only the yeah. best running back, he's also the best pass catching running back. And that's so dangerous in offense. And it's not Schrader's fault. Missouri didn't run a ton of passing plays for him. But, you know, I'm sure he has the ability to go out and catch. That's a great way to equalize not having breakaway speed as being really effective in the pass game. I'm going to say somebody takes a chance on him in the seventh round. Yeah, maybe. I, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. He's an incredible story. St. Louis guy, obviously, but you such think, a hard worker, man. You think Cook's got a chance to play at the next level here in the next couple yeah, years? If he has another year like he did this year, yeah. why not? Yeah. I love him. I just don't I, – I, I can't get enough of what he's gone through when he's done playing through injury, but not consistent enough for me. But then again, I guess if you do look at the NFL and see who has started games the last few years. Look at the stars for this week. It, I guess it wouldn't be surprising that he would get a chance. And he's got a couple things going for him. He's, he's a big guy for quarterback. He's tough as nails. Intelligent. He's a good runner. And he's got arm strength. Yeah, and so he's this, got all the physical tools that you would want. At this time last year, nobody thought he could throw the deep ball, and he kind of silenced that a little bit. And another <laughs> year of progression, I think. I think he could find himself in the in the league. Sure, I don't see it. Yeah, just yeah. another year like he had last year. Get away of some of some of the, the the mistakes, like the little mistakes. Obviously, everyone's gonna think of Georgia or the LSU pick, but. When you have, when you're, you can use your legs like he did, and also have trust in your arm to go deep. That's a, that's effective. Yeah, that's I mean, kind of the way the quarterback position is trended. Yeah, the quarterback draw is such a lethal play, and Missouri ran it like crazy. I mean, every time they were in the red zone last year, it was like a some sort of quarterback draw for mm-hmm. Brady Cook to get in there. So I, I just wish he would use a different mouthpiece. I beg your pardon, sir. He looks like a he looks like a Hoosier. He looks like he's missing about five teeth. Oh, I don't understand black? these guys that wear a mouthpiece and then have a second one hanging from the helmet. <laughs> I guess the first one gets knocked out, I guess. Now you see all these quarterbacks now are chewing on them like Mahomes does. Steph. Steph is the uh, the king of chewing on and then unfortunately throwing his mouthpiece. Hey, it's Jackson here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no-prep, no-mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash 50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash 50 to get 50% off. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas. 
Uh, Mark Hanna won't throw a mouthpiece at you, though, when you're working with him. That's not what he'll That's do. That's not been my experience. That's not that what you, he'll do. You go in and ask about your 401k, and you get a mouthpiece thrown at you. Not what happens. Pilot, no. oh, can I hear a little uh, bit? Yeah, the, the one we have is of you talking about Mark Oh, Hanna so I'll just, I'll just do it. So I we'll do it live. You, you could just oh. do it live. We'll do it live. I like this. Riley. Mark Hanna. Man, I love working with Mark Hanna. For real. Like He's having. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Yeah, having someone like him in your corner is so important. He'll tell you. He'll be the one to tell you. Like, it doesn't matter if it's me. Like, I want it to be me, but get a financial advisor. Get somebody in your corner because you might think that you have all the answers to these things or that, you know, whatever. My friends do this. I'll just do the same thing. That's not the case. Get somebody in your corner. You're going to be so happy that you did. You're going to be in such a better position. I couldn't think of a better way to start 2024 than getting a conversation going with Mark Hanna letting him make a custom plan for you, one that works best for you and your future and your family's future. And then if you have to make adjustments down the road, you can always get on the phone with Mark Hanna. I implore our listeners to start off 2024 right and work with Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And Plowhawk James Carlton, he's your guy, a great guy, a true son himself who's probably fired up about this Miami linebacker transfer. Can I hear a little about James Carlton? James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves is my insurance agent. He's the Plowhawks insurance agent, and I would love for him to become your insurance agent as well. And there is a reason I say that, because I have learned that there is a difference between what James Carlton and his staff do and a lot of other insurance agencies. And that is putting customer service at the absolute top of the list of priorities. And now that's why they have 339 five-star reviews when you search James Carlton and the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency on Google. This one posted just a week ago. Recently switched to James, and he set up a meeting with me instantly to go over my coverage during our meeting. James informed us of the drive and save discount, which I was never even aware of before. We went over the rest of my coverage in extensive detail, which I had never had an agent do before. I'm very happy with my decision to switch to James Carlton, as am I. That posted on Google, and it's one of 339 five-star reviews. The number for James Carlton's agency, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. It's James Carlton, who presents Gabe DeArmond, who is on our show every Monday and on Balloon Party every Friday. Coming up on 101 ESPN, Josh Innes will be filling in for Tim, who is on vacation for the rest of 2023, as we will be off Tuesday through Friday of next week. We'll be back January 2nd, 2023, so tune on in and watch on YouTube for 101 ESPN programming. You can also sign up to be the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month, the last one of the year for December. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. You just go to TMASTL.com. Super easy to do. Super easy. And if you're looking to get some gifts for the holidays, you can take care of it real quickly with an incredible gift that will last a lifetime. That is Sound Story. It'll last multiple lifetime generations. You can go to MySoundStory.com. You can pick between a ton of different personalities, including me, Doug, Tim, a ton of people across the building, just left and right. MySoundStory.com. Let's get into the design air heating and cooling email today. Okay. At first, I thought to myself, no Tim, no Lissy. Oh. Oh, no Lissy. But sure glad I did. The threesome story where another man inserted his digits in Iggy is definitely new information. I'm not judging. Heck, it happened to me this week. For I, too, got a ride home from the award ceremonies. He was like, no need to thank me. I've always wanted to see Jefferson County. I rarely get outside of the 63127. As we exited 
at Richardson Road, I notice his pants were unzipped. We have to make a stop. I'm Ubering on the side. They pay extra to ride in the convertible. And that is the romantic story of the time I received the Kit Kat shuffle from a PetSmart worker while simultaneously making out with a khaki tall drink of water underneath the phallic symbol Arnold Water Tower. That comes from first name Haywood, last name Jablomi. Uh-huh. Haywood Jablomi. Weird last name. French. Jablomi. It's Dutch. Yak. And Young. Big game for the Colts this weekend. They're in the hunt for a playoff spot, but probably need a win against insert team name on insert date. Jonathan Taylor listening is questionable, Doug, so keep an eye on his status. I know I will. Thanks. That's from number one Asian intern Brian Henshin. I did not bake a carrot cake last night, but I'm holding out for a win by default today. Brian Henshin. Let me know if Taylor's playing. I like to play Zach Moss. Was that that? I don't know what that was. Chapter one, the keys to success. How did the 1992 Pasta House softball team lead an unqualified chronic masturbator with no media experience to over 30 years in sports talk radio? Listen carefully if you want to follow my in-poverty-stricken footsteps. Step one, write it down. If you have a funny story or bright idea, always write it down and keep your content somewhere safe, like a floppy disk, VHS, or some other obsolete technology. Step two, why, why, why? Remember, the truth is for suckers. Those weren't my tire tracks on that wet fairway. That picture was photoshopped. Yeah, I banged over 500 women. Just ask Vern Troyer's cousin. Did Vern Troyer have a cousin? No one knows, but it sounds cool. That leads me to my next point, which is, of course, step three, name-dropping D-list celebrities. Leo Remini, W. Earl Brown, Champagne Tony Lima's niece. People respect you more if you casually mention obscure celebrity names like you're an old pals. Most importantly, after you interview someone famous, call them your friend, or even better, claim that they really want to have sex with you. Yeah, that's the tip. That's the ticket. Step four, brag about it. You can struggle to make ends meet for most of your adult life if you aren't willing to constantly remind people about the time you made Mickey Mantle cry. Finally, step five, writing coattails. Coattails. Hit your wagon to someone with a good reputation and solid work ethic and hang on for dear life. Who knows? Maybe you can even guilt your boss's associate into giving you a free car if your junker evaporates on the highway. If you want to hear more, you'll have to buy the book. It's from the JV Golf Coach. Okay. JV Golf Coach. Good morning. To whom it may concern at the TMA sound story Biffin guy who hates him and all other Hubbard programming. Our agency is proud to announce we now represent Ken Iggy Strode as of December 2023. As such, this is your first and only gentle reminder that all interactions and or viewed commercials with Learn must be disclosed to our client within five minutes of exposure. Failure to do so will result in pow-pow sessions or missed work from our client under the guise of hurting an arm in the kitchen bath. Thank you. That's from the Gunter Agency, DBA, F.U. Mardukas, and wrangling your family, beer cats. Gunter Agency. And finally, Jesus was born, Jesus H. Christ, in a manger in Bethlehem on December 25th in the year zero. Anyone who ever studied the King Darren Bible knows that. Since Jackson doesn't know what gift to buy his lady friend, I'll suggest getting her tickets to see Mizzou by Central Arkansas at Mizzou Arena on Saturday, December 30th. And make sure to include a Marcus Denman throwback jersey for her to wear to the game. Definitely don't get a $25 gift card for a place that costs 30 an hour before you buy an overpriced food or drinks. HOK was indeed the architect on the dome, and their original designs included a roof that allowed natural light to enter the building, but those ideas were scrapped because they were told 
it would be better for conventions if they had no natural light. Hence, we are three decades later in basically the same spot we were in in 1993, except there's no chance we'll get another NFL team. Downtown is abandoned wasteland where no sports teams are playing. Homeless people are perpetually camped outside City Hall. The police are crashing their SUVs into gay bars and then doubling down by arresting the owners of the bar yeah, that they crashed cool. into. And worst of all, there's no McDonald's boat on the riverfront. Makes me... Makes me sick mother effer how far we done fell iggy i'll be glad to help you with your book please stop saving your work on a floppy disk floppy disks are vulnerable to extreme heat extreme cold extreme humidity water damage dust bending and physical damage from other objects you might as well type it into a typewriter and keep your only copy in your oven next to your money oh. that's from buck swope buck swope with a nice little email this morning doug what you got good uh, i believe it comes down to between uh, the gunter agency and buck swope and uh, because of his nice advice with the floppy disk, I'm going to say Buck Swope. Well, isn't that pretty much advice for anything? Heat, cold, fire, water. Bending. Well, Bending. if your information is digitally stored, it won't matter. Right. Yeah. Encrypted. Yeah, I'm going to go with, um, God, they all sucked. Hey. Uh, I'm going to go with Gunter. Gunter, I will go with... Buck Swope. Oh, I'll be darned. Okay, Buck Swope has won. Wow. That gives him five email wins on the month. He's probably locked it up. Gunter Tomorrow's our last day, isn't it? Month of December. Yeah, tomorrow is the last. Yes, he, yeah. Buck Swope has just locked up the month of That's December, really, which is perfect because he won Emailer of the Year at the TMA Listener Year-End Awards. So, Well, yeah, he emails every day. It's hard to beat him. Hard to beat him. <laughs> Kevin Miller does as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he tries. There's and certainly. JV Golf Coach pretty much every day. There's some effort. There's plenty of effort there, Brian Henshin, Bowl Executive. But Buck Swope yeah. will take the month of December, and uh, we will be closing up shop today. Uh, tune in to 101 ESPN. Josh Innes taking over for Tim when he is out today on his vacation. He'll be out tomorrow on his vacation as well. So you get the same crew tomorrow for our final show of 2023. That'll close out the penultimate show of 2023. Don't say penultimate. What a needless word. Just say next to the last. I like penultimate, and tomorrow will be the finale for 2023. For Doug, for Iggy, for the Plowlock, for KG and O-Town, and for Tim, who was out on vacation, this has been The Morning After, broadcasting live from the Michelob Ultra Studios and presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.